तपो क्षीण पापान शातारागिण Brahman. So this method of pointing out is called Tatastalakshanam. 
like a crow. It is Devadatta's house on which crow is sitting. So looking at crow, and then what is pointed out is house. <coughs> it is an incidental adjunct or attribute, incidental attribute, through which when something is pointed out, it is called Tatastrakshanam. And through that, Brahman is pointed out in the next three verses. <coughs> Verse 53 says, In each case, it should be na, it should be na in fact. El lavatna aparo lavaha. Yet sukhatna aparam sukham. Well, it can be either way. Both readings are there. Yet jnanatna aparam jnanam. Tad brahma ityavadharayit. Or yet lavatna paro lavaha. Both will be. Apara means adhar and para means superior. So both will be okay. So yet lavatna paro lavaha, if you say. So. Love means gain. So there is no gain superior to which gain. Yet sukhat na param sukham. There is no happiness superior to which happiness. Yet jnanat na param jnanam. There is no knowledge superior to which knowledge. Tad brahma iti avadharae. May you know that to be brahman, above, I mean superior to which there is no gain, superior to which there is no happiness, superior to which there is no knowledge. Or, yad lābhātna aparo lābhā. Other, you know, the gain, so by which gain, there is no other gain. Yad lābhāt, yasya lābhāt. But the gain of, other than the gain of Brahman, there is no gain at all. Yad sukhātna aparam sukham. As compared to which happiness, there is no other happiness. So that alone is happiness. That alone is all the gain. Yet jnanatma param jnanam. And other than which knowledge, there is no knowledge at all. Other than which gain, there is no gain at all. Other than which happiness, there is no happiness at all. Know that to be Brahma. Says <coughs> Yallabha, Tikagara says, Brahma sakshat karad, Brahma sakshat karalabhat, aparo labha. See, according to Tika, the reading is aparo labha. Navidyate sarvalabhanam atraiva antarbhutatvat. <coughs> so, preferred reading is na aparo labha because that's what we generally find. <coughs> Yad labhat means yasya labhat. But the gain of which? Brahma sakshatkara labhat. But Brahman is not really a gain because it is labdha labha. There are two kinds of labha alabdha labha and labdha labha. Alabdhalabha, gaining that which is not gained, and labdhalabha, gaining that which is already gained. So heavens, etc., would fall in the category of alabdhalabha. You should acquire them because you don't have them. However, kanthachami karaha, like an ornament in my neck, which I am searching for, well, when I find out that it is already in my neck, then it is called labdhalabha attainment of what, early, what is already attained. <coughs> so Brahma Sakshatkara or directly knowing Brahman is in fact directly knowing myself. And when I discover that I am not what I have been taking myself to be, I thought I was just a help, you know, a small individual, insignificant, helpless, hapless creature. So I thought, insecure, fearful, inadequate in every respect, generally self-condemnable, you know, that kind of a person that I thought myself to be, when I realize that that is not so, in fact, I am Brahman. Brahman means limitless, big. So beyond which there is nothing. And that is what I am, when it is recognized that. And that requires, of course, looking at myself in an objective manner. I am never objective to myself. I am very subjective about myself. I may be a scientist, may be very objective with reference to a specimen which he has in front of him, and he can be very objective with reference to that 
meaning that without getting attached in any way, or a surgeon can very objectively perform surgery without having any attachment or involvement with the, with the person upon whom the surgery is being performed. So, we can be very objective with reference to things other than ourselves, but we become extremely subjective when it comes to ourselves because we already have a variety of conclusions about who I am. And there is a tremendous emotional thing involved there as to what I am. <coughs> and that's the reason why there is a constant denial of myself on account of all the conclusions or the notions that I entertain about myself for which I, there is a direct evidence because there is a direct, direct experience that I am a small person. Direct experience that I am an inadequate person. I am an inferior person. So constantly that awareness is there and there is no way to negate that awareness unless we expose ourselves to Shruti and we objectively analyze each one of those conclusions as to what is the source of all the conclusions of the sense of inadequacy that I have about myself and then we discover as Shruti leads us to that all these conclusions are born only out of not knowing who I am. There is a lot of error is going on, a mistake is being committed about myself. <coughs> and as those erroneous notions are given up, I have to recognize a notion as a notion. And that will require a quiet mind. As it requires for observation of any specimen, it requires vairagya. Even a scientist also has to withdraw his attention from everywhere else and has to focus it here. Then alone you can look through a microscope or through anything. It requires a total concentration. My mind must become as subtle as a specimen is and should be totally single-pointed, being withdrawn from every other preoccupation. And so also when I can make my mind being free from all other occupations at all, there is nothing to be achieved, nothing to be done, nothing to be accomplished. Only then the mind is at peace with itself. As long as there are priorities and as long as there are things to be accomplished, so long mind does not have that leisure even to be with itself or to look at itself objectively. <coughs> Therefore, vairagya is extremely necessary. Vairagya means freedom from any need of acquiring, achieving, becoming, or whatever. That's called vairagya. No need to be anything. I, you know, that all that I have really to do is to know who I am, because that's where is the solution of all my problems. That when that conviction is there, when the mind is completely resolved from any kind of a demand, then it can objectively look at itself and realize that so many notions have been entertaining about myself. And then when the true nature of the self is recognized, and I realize that I have been this all, all over, I mean all along rather, I have always been. It's not that I was different from this. And so it is not, that is also, that recognition also is there. When I understand the mechanism of how these notions arise, a notion is known as a notion when I know the mechanism that, yes, yes, I was making a mistake. I was taking body as myself. I was taking the mind as myself. When I see this fact, then I realize that the self has never been what I took it all along. So then that self is recognized as Brahman. Brahma Sakshat Brahma Sakshat Karalabhad. By the Labha or the gain of the knowledge of Brahman, Aparo Labha There is no Labha, there is no real gain. There is no superior gain, or there is no gain better than this, or there is no gain other than this. This is the real gain or the only gain. Other gains are only appearances of gains, because all the rest of the gains are going to be at the level of Upadi at the level of body or mind or intellect, all those achievements are going to be only at that level. And there is not really gain at all because they, in fact, I am not that. <coughs> so, or sarvalabhanam atrevantar bhutatvad. He says, this is the labha of the gain, which is the supreme gain because all the rest of the gains are included in that. And so that is how Lord Krishna gives the illustration there in Bhagavad Gita as to how Yavada Yavana Saudapane Sarvata Samputodake Tavan Sarveshu Vedeshu Brahmanasi Vijanatha. So Lord Krishna says there that how in the flooded water all little wells they all get included. In the summer when the river bed is dry, then we dig 
so many small wells in order to in order to bring pull out water from the soil but in monsoon when that river bed is completely flooded how all those little water wells all of them get included so whatever little you could gain out of every well how it is much more than included in the flooded water so that is how or they give the illustration of that game of dice wherein that dice with four dots dice with three dots dice with two dots and dice with one dot and when you play this game the person who gets at four dice with four dots that's called kruta well he gets everything you know in the card also such games are there you get a particular card you collect everything you know so in one game every gain is included that's called the labha sarvalabhanam atriva antarbhutatvat soshnute sarvan kamansaha brahmana vipaschita iti so yoveda nahitam guhayam parame vyoman one knows the self brahman which is nahitam guhayam which is placed in the guha which is placed in the intellect parame vyoman which intellect is parama vyoma meaning the supreme space in the intellect supreme space in the heart meaning when the heart is pure pure like space formless like space unattached like space bright like space when the heart is like that then one recognizes the nature of the self which is brahman yo veda nihitam guhayam so our attempts are to do this to make our heart like space not empty in that sense but bright formless unattached pure then in that heart atma ever shines except that that shine is is recognized without any pollution at all or without any distortion so parame vyoman yo vedanahitam guhayam so shnude sarvan kaman sah sah sarvan kaman shnude he enjoys the experiences all the desirable objects or all the pleasures he experiences sah simultaneously he simultaneously experiences all the pleasures brahmana vipaschita itham bhudatrutiya so as brahman he becomes brahman which is what vipaschit vipaschit means all knowing or wise so he becomes brahman the very awareness the very knowledge and as brahman or knowledge or awareness he experiences all the joys together because brahman itself is knowledge which itself is anantam or anandam limitless and thus in the limitless all the gains are included <coughs> so this is a gain involving no loss of course because every gain in life involves some loss you gain something you have to give up something else we have to pay the price for every gain in our life there's no gain not even the slightest where in some price doesn't have to be paid you want to attend the class i have to keep pay some price that i have to get up early or something you know i could have perhaps had one more hour of sleep that's possible or i could have been doing something else so some price has to be paid for every gain this is one gain for which no price has to be paid because it is already gained otherwise definitely price just some price has to be paid in terms of ignorance and in terms of notions that price has to be paid except that i'll be too happy to pay that price because this is giving garbage for getting gold you know somebody is giving us gold in in replacement for garbage so all ignorance likes and dislikes and notions everything is given away and what i gain is pure gold so that gain in which all the gains are included nasti krutah krutena because it recognizes akrutah krutena nasti krutena karmana nasti you cannot gain akrutam akrutah means the uncreated cannot be gained through action or nasti akrutah there is no such thing as uncreated in this universe whatever i come across is all created has to be all created by my effort you know has to be created in some way or the other akrutah nasti there is nothing in the creation or nothing in the world that i come across which is uncreated karmana kim karmana what's the use of karma what's the use of an effort to acquire something because whatever i acquire is something that is created and therefore it is limited and what do i want as shankaracharya says the one who desires a shivam shantam you know so one who desires that abhayam vishuddham one who requires that 
he realizes that the shivam shantam abhayam shuddham is cannot be gained because it is uncreated and there is nothing uncreated and so kim karmana what's the point in all these exertions and efforts because it has to be discovered as my very self and that will say that yallabhat na parolabha other than which labha or gain there is no gain because there is no gain beyond this gain put it this aparam means there is no gain beyond this gain there is no gain which remains other than this gain you gain this and every other gain is included also <clears throat> there is no gain superior to this gain but that may make you feel that there are small gains anyway no there is no gain beyond this gain or there is no gain in life which stands apart from this gain sarvalabhanam atrayu antarbhutatvad because all the gains are all included in here <coughs> brahmanandeshu shudranandanam antardhanam because in brahmananda which is like ocean ananda there is brahman happiness that brahman is which is like ocean or like the flooded water all the little gains or the joys that we get from little activities and from little source of entertainment those little joys that do come all of them are much more than included in the joy that brahman is and therefore there is no gain which is beyond this gain or there is no gain other than this gain suyallabhat na parolabah yat sukhan na param sukham or na param sukham yat sukhat brahmanubhav sukhat na param sukham sukhor happiness that is brahmananda brahmanubhav the happiness or anubhav experience of brahman or knowledge of brahman gives me the happiness that knowledge of brahman gives me as compared to that or other than that or beyond that there is no happiness at all because every happiness is included in happiness that brahman is <coughs> niratisha sukhatvat with happiness of knowledge or happiness that is knowledge is unsurpassing because there is no duality there <coughs> as long as there is a duality well certainly if there is a duality to enjoy and enjoy it then there is some kind of a vyavadhanam there is some kind of an intermediate thing you see <coughs> which separates me from what i am experiencing so when there is experience of happiness which involves a duality between the experiencer and the experience so long some intermediate factor is there like my mind which makes it a limiting factor like my sense organs so when i am enjoying an object well the amount of enjoyment the extent of enjoyment is going to depend upon the ability of my sense organs to enjoy that is going to depend upon the ability or the mood of my mind to enjoy a given thing and therefore enjoyment of something that is other than me is always going to be limited while here niratishay sukhatva is enjoyment of brahman is that's why aitareya upanishad brahmana vipaschita it's not that he experiences brahman as brahman brahmana means as brahman vipaschita as knowledge he gains all the sukha because he is brahman so he becomes brahman as brahman he experiences all the joys or he gains the experience of all the joys together so brahman being of the nature of ananda and therefore nirdeshay sukhatvat since it is unsurpassable happiness that is brahman because anantam there is no anta there is no end no anta in the sense of no limitation with reference to time or space or in any other way there is no duality of the enjoyer and enjoyed there is no duration of this happiness because there is no rising and falling ordinary happiness arises in time remains in time and goes away in time so the happiness that we gain from its objects is going to be limited in time because adyantavantah kaunteya all the experiences are adyantavantah have an adi and anta beginning and an end this doesn't have a beginning this doesn't have an end because there is no time in that <clears throat> so time is there as long as the duality of the knower and the known or the experience and the experience is <clears throat> yat sukhat na param sukham the happiness beyond which there is no happiness or other than which there is no happiness 
यज्ञानात् नापरम ज्ञानम यज्ञानात् ब्रह्म साक्षात्कार ज्ञानात् अपरम ज्ञानम नास्ति मोक्ष हेतुत्वाद सो नॉलेज बियॉन्ड विच देयर इज नो अदर नॉलेज कस्मिन् भगवो विज्ञाते सर्वमिदं विज्ञातं भवति इति दैट्स हाउ मुंडको उपनिषद बिगिन्स शौनको हो वै महाशालः अंगिरसं विद्वत् उपसन्न पप्रच्छ कस्मिन् भगवो विज्ञाते सर्वमिदं विज्ञातं भवति शौनक आस्क संगिरसं ओ भगवन् ओ रिवेर्ड सर व्हाट इज इट नोइंग व्हिच एवरीथिंग एज वेल बिकम्स नोन कस्मिन् भगवो इज देयर समथिंग नोइंग व्हिच एवरीथिंग बिकम्स नोन दैट शुड बी समथिंग बिकॉज़ वी फाइंड दैट नोइंग द गोल्ड वी नो ऑल द ऑर्नामेंट्स on knowing the clay we know all the parts of the clay to clay parts and therefore we come across in the universe all the names and forms is there one thing that is the truth of all of it is there one thing which informs them all kasmin bhagavo is there something knowing which everything becomes known mm-hmm. and kasmin no what is it knowing which so both the meanings are there is there something knowing which everything becomes known because my logic seems to point to something that even though diversity is there in the universe there must be one which informs all the diversity or which is the very source of all the diversity which is the content the truth of all the diversity is there such a thing because we always find wherever diversity is like in ornaments like in the clay pots like in waves etc that there is one is there something this how the whole inquiry begins or in chandogya upanishad also when swedagadu returns from the gurukulam and his father asks him because that fellow is very arrogant and he doesn't even seem to respect his father this old man and so father calls him very lovingly please come here you seem to be quite uh, proud and you seem to really learned and so utatam adesham aprakshihi did you ask for that adesha did you ask for that knowledge येनाश्रितं श्रुतं भवति अमतं मतं अविज्ञातं विज्ञातं इति श्रीवास फॉर दैट टीचिंग और दैट नॉलेज बाय व्हिच व्हाट इज नॉट हर्ड एज वेल बिकम्स हर्ड व्हाट इज नॉट थॉट ऑफ एज वेल बिकम्स थॉट ऑफ व्हाट इज नॉट नोन एज वेल बिकम्स श्रवणं मननं निरध्यासं दैट्स आइडिया येनाश्रितं श्रुतं भवति तो वी डू श्रवणं लिसनिंग टू द स्क्रिप्चर्स टू गेन द नॉलेज by knowing which by listening to which everything is as well listened to sangani is mananam yen amatam matam bhavati by reflecting upon which or doing manan upon which everything as well becomes you know mantam mantam meaning matam rather meaning already thought of yen avijnatam vijnatam bhavati so knowing which or realizing which everything as well becomes realized did you ask for that knowledge when swedagadu is confronted with this question then he realizes there is something that i do not know and then he says i don't think that my teacher knew he thought now the father will send me away the thing is he really got scared that he thought he had done he had completed all the studies he knew all the vedas and everything else and there was nothing remained to be known and when his father posed this question before him and when he did not know the answer he thought that the father would send him away and he didn't want to go so shankaraacharya explains that how come he says this when swetaketu says that i don't think that my teacher knew or you know because he never told me why does he say that is you know that they don't like somebody saying that my teacher did not know or that my teacher did not tell me that shows lack of reverence that it cannot be you know accepted and someone like swetaketu who is so well educated you cannot expect from him this kind of a statement so shankaracharya explains that perhaps he is afraid that his father will send him away and therefore he 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 said this <coughs> his father must have realized and then he says but how can it be how can it be that by knowing one thing that you can know everything how can that be then the father says yasa somya ekena mutpindena sarvam munmayam vijnatam syat vacharam bhram vikaro namahem vrittiketyeva satyam so beautiful the statements of upanishads are you know you must take some time you know with these things to memorize some of them because it is so beautiful so yasa somye ekena mrutpindena 
सर्वम मृणमयम विज्ञातम स्यात हे सौम्य हाउ काइंडली एंड लविंगली थे सौम्य मीन्स प्रिय दर्शन द वेरी फैक्ट दर ही आस्क दिस क्वेश्चन दैट ही एक्सप्रेस दिस डिजायर टू नो इट्स सच ए ब्यूटिफुल थिंग दैट मेक्स अ पर्सन ब्यूटिफुल सो ब्यूटी ऑफ ए पर्सन इज सीन इन दिस टर्म्स नॉट सो मच इन टर्म्स ऑफ दी अपियरेंस एक्सेट्रा बट द माइंड इज सो ब्यूटिफुल ओ गुड लुकिंग वन प्रिय दर्शन सौम्य मीन्स so comes from the word soma soma means moon you know so that in the sense of likeness this ya pratya here is in the sense of likeness soma means the one who is like soma like moon so pleasing like the moon not round etc but then so pleasing so one is as pleasing priya darshana how one loves to look at the moon and so also he soma just as a knowing one one particle of earth or one cloud of earth how everything made of earth becomes known and goes on how by knowing one little piece of iron how everything made of iron also is known how by knowing one piece of gold or one particle of gold everything made of gold as well becomes known because all vikara or modifications are vacharamham they do not have a reality of their own prutika meaning the cause alone is satyam and therefore don't settle for the effects then always search for the cause this cause is the truth of the effect and with all in in through all the diversity what is the cause so then we start sadeva samya idamagrasi ekameva dvitiyam therefore says yajnana so in chandogya upanishad also the pratigna or proposition is to know that thing by which everything as well becomes known and that is possible only when there is only one thing and that is possible only when the second that appears to be there is not really there so second is just an appearance a mithya and one alone is true if this is so then only by knowing one you know everything that means that even what we call prakriti or the matter could not be different from brahman if as as sankhya that etc believe that matter is different and spirit is different if this 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 duality is accepted in that case by knowing the spirit you do not know the matter or by knowing the matter you do not know the spirit but then matter does not stand apart from spirit a spirit alone which is which appears as matter there is no such thing as matter all that is is chaitanyam alone therefore knowing that you know you as well know everything so the said yajnanat brahma sakshatkar gnanat aparam gnanam nasti beyond which knowledge or other than which knowledge there is no knowledge at all <coughs> moksha hetu tvat because this knowledge releases this moksha hetu this is a knowledge which means for moksha or all the release we cannot say that about other knowledges about the knowledge involved involving duality between the known and the known what we call all the objective knowledges cannot fall in this category because more we come to know more we come to discover what we do not know that is maya maya is that which always presents new faces every day and today you come to the con- conclusion that the thing is called a particle tomorrow you come to the conclusion that it's it's a wave third day you come to a different conclusion it will go on it will ever go on you can never ever come to know the truth of matter because there is no truth there and it is maya it's so evident the word maya which all the even acharyas in india oppose that this is all shankaracharya's creation this word maya etc but what maya is is so evident today when we understand when we see the understand physics as to how when that's why they come to the so called probability that there is a probability that thing is like this and probability that it is like that because there is no such thing as certainty at all anywhere nobody is certain of anything and that is really a, a great revelation because it's all maya which constantly changes or presents different facets before us and so that is never moksha hetu because your it's it's a, it's a, it's also is a source of great, great enjoyment no doubt after all the knowledge of the objective world also can be very fascinating but every day you can come across a new kind of things and that way you are fascinated and you can go on forever except that it's like an addiction that you can never become free from that and so always looking and looking and looking and tremendous struggle is also involved after a lot of struggle when you come across a little thing there is a spurt of joy again 
you find, hey, what all you do not know, but how about that thing? All right, again, same kind of an exertion, which is fine, we are not opposed to that kind of pursuit of knowledge. But that knowledge is knowledge of smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller things, or knowledge that is never final, there is no finality. Tarko apratishtha, as they say, tarko, the logic, is apratishtha, there is no finality at all. All science is nothing but logic, because what we observe, we try to understand according to some logical patterns. Of course, the whole concept of logic also changes as we discover new things. So, Newtonian logic was of one kind, and then when all these, the so-called quantum etc. were discovered, the whole rule of logic also changes. So, even about logic there is no finality because logic is all based on our experiences. So all reasoning also is based on experience or our understanding of experiences. And as our understanding changes, even the process of reasoning also changes. But anyway, it's fine, it's a nice activity, which is beautiful that nature has presented before us a really, what you call a puzzle. And for human mind, it's an excellent thing to go about and exploring, which is beautiful, but there is no finality there at all. And that is not the knowledge that is releasing knowledge, it's a knowledge that always, it also becomes a bondage in itself, except that it's the bondage of sattva, as I say. Sattva sanjayate jnanam. So, knowledge is when sattva is. <coughs> so, sukha sangena badnati, jnana sangena chanakha. Here, uh, in 14th chapter, Lord Krishna, talking about sattva, rajas and tamas, how sattva also binds, you know. So, uh, tatra sattvam nirmalatvat prakashaka manamayam sukha sangena badnati jnana sangena chanaga hai anaga. So, Rajuna himself is addressed as anaga, a sinless one. Another love affair there, you know, between Lord Krishna, of, of, between the teacher and the student. So, so, this sattva also binds you with happiness and with knowledge. So, when people gain happiness in their life from, from their pursuit, that also becomes a bondage, becomes a bondage, addiction-like thing, you know. You cannot do without that. And so, this is the knowledge that releases you. There is no bondage of even this. So, it is supposed to be, it is compared to golden chain. The rajas is like the iron chain. And tamas is perhaps some other kind of a chain, you know. So, silver chain and iron chain. Rajas is like silver chain and tamas is like iron chain. But a chain is chain. And so, in sattva also is golden chain. And therefore, even though the pursuits in life are fascinating, but they then become the very golden chains, which always keep you away from yourself. That's what that knowledge does. Even in sattva also there is a duality between the knower and the known. And when that knowledge becomes a source of joy, you are always searching for the knowledge. And thus, that searcher always continues. So, when that knowledge also keeps the searcher always going on. And therefore, it is not moksha hetu because the seeker continues to remain. Here on the other hand, the very seeker also is dissolved. Therefore, it is said, yad jnanat brahma sakshat kara kara jnanat aparam jnanam nasti. So, beyond which or other than which, there is no knowledge. Moksha hetu tvat tat brahme tevadharayet jnaniyat. May you know avadharanam so may you have that nishaya or ascertainment in your intellect that this is Brahman. So beyond gain, beyond which gain, there is no gain beyond which gain, there is no happiness beyond which happiness, there is no knowledge beyond which knowledge, know that to be Brahman. There is Tatastalaksham. Brahman is not directly described. Brahman here is described with a reference to knowledge, with a reference to happiness, with a reference to gain. <coughs> Then continues further in verse 54. Yad drishtva na param drishyam Yad bhutva na punar bhavaha Yad nyatva na param nyayam Tad Brahmhe Tyavadhara Yed. Tad Brahmhe Tyavadhara Yed. 
yet bhutva, that's the printing mistake there, not yet bhuta, but yet bhutva na punarbhavaha. Yet jnatva na is also missing there in the second line. Yet jnatva na param jnanam gnayam. Yet drishtva na param drishyam. Yet brahma drishtva punaha anyat drishyam nasti tatraya purushasasya siddhatva. As as Upanishad says, sa kastha sa paragatihi. That is paragastha, paragatihi. That is ultimate limit in everything and that is ultimate goal in everything. So as we are searching in life for some, for something that is subtler and subtler and subtler, then what is the limit of all the subtlety? Or you are searching for life, searching for something which is interior, interior, interior. Well, that's the limit of all interiorness, subtlety, superior, superior, superior. Well, that's the limit of all superiority. Sa kashtha. It's a limit in every respect. So Purusha or Brahman is the limit in all subtlety, in all superiority, in all sophistication, whatever. Sa paragatihi. And that is the gati or the ultimate end that one is seeking. <coughs> so he said, Yad Brahma drishtva punaha anyad drishyam nasti. Drishtva, having seen Yad Brahma, which Brahman punaha anyad drishyam nasti. There is no other drishyam. Tatreva Purusharsasya Siddhatvar. So, gaining darshan of which, knowing which, that's the reason why everybody wants to see God. Having seen whom, nothing else remains to be seen. Because always described as one who is most beautiful, most charming, most loving. And so, that's, that's how the idea is. When Brahman is presented in the form that we can relate with, then it becomes all this Rama, Krishna, all these different stories and it becomes all these different images, becomes all these different ideals, is nothing but Param Brahman being described in the terms which we can relate to. So, what do you want to see? I want to see something that is very beautiful, most beautiful. And therefore that very beauty is described in the form of Rama. So, Tulsidasa, one bhakta of Rama would describe him as one who is like Countless Kamadeva or that Cupid is supposed to be the very most beautiful. And Rama will be described as as one crore or or, or ten million or hundred million Kamadeva, you know, something like that. Because how do you describe that beauty? There are no words for that. So how do you compare? Comparison is given in terms of the most beautiful that we know of, namely Cupid. He is like ten thousand or a million Cupid, you know, together. Like uh, Sanjaya describes the site of the Vishwarupa Darshana, you know, uh, or the cosmic form of the Lord, Divisurya Sahasrasya Bhaved Yuga Paduthita. Had there been one thousand suns arising simultaneously in the sky, then what would you like? That light could perhaps compare to the light that Arjuna saw. So some special alankara is that there is no such thing that in fact there can be one thousand suns, but in case there are, and not that there can be one thousand cupids, in case there are one thousand cupids, or a million cupids, how much beauty would there be? There is a beauty, that is Rama, you know. So that's how, whatever we wish to see, that is what is symbolized there. And so what one wants to see is something that is beautiful, something that is charming, something that is pleasing, so all the beauty, all the charm, all the pleasing, you know, pleasure, everything is in there. <coughs> it's, of course, this, uh, what I'm going to say about is about a Vaishnava Acharya, about um, uh, Ramanuja Acharya, who is the Acharya of Vishishtadvaita, a great devotee of Lord. Apart from the complaints or, or the uh, reservation we may have about their views, other than that, they are just most beautiful people, you know, and very, very very great devotees and very learned people, a great devotee of Lord. And uh, he once saw a man, this is a story that Mahatmas describe, you know. This man was walking on the road and he was going backwards. Why was he going backwards? Because he was walking ahead of a woman who was so beautiful and he was so infatuated with her 
that he would not take her eyes off, you know, take eyes off her even for a moment. In her face. And Ramana saw this. He says, why are you walking like this? He says, because this woman is so beautiful and I just cannot, you know, I cannot take my eyes off her. He's okay. Come to this temple tomorrow morning. This man was invited. Next morning, he came to the temple, the temple of Lord Vishnu. And that Ramanujacharya, at that time in the morning, you know, after bath and whatever other things, he gave him, he made him see, have the darshana of that Lord Vishnu. And there that man saw such a charming and such most fascinating beauty in that figure, in that image of Lord Vishnu, that he forgot all sorts of things, you know, that he was so far infatuated with. Only as long as param drushtva nivartate, as long as you do not see something superior so long, you are infatuated with something. When you saw the beauty that Lord is, all those mundane beauties immediately forgot. That's why yad drushtva na param drushyam, seeing which, he's not seeing of course some kind of a face or whatever. What I'm saying is, whenever there is description of God or description of an image or description of such uh, avatars as Rama, Krishna, etc., the idea is what the human heart desires to see in terms of beauty, in terms of charm, in terms of pleasingness, all that is symbolized So you find Rama as an embodiment of beauty. As, as sage Vishwamitra cannot take his eyes off that face, you know. So how charming or beautiful that is. But that's what is meant by Brahman. That all of our craving for beauty, and all of our craving for charm or pleasure or whatever kind of craving that a human heart has, which craving is a genuine craving, except in the manner in which we try to satisfy that craving is, is unfortunate. That we are seeking those things out of some mundane poor things have no capability of fulfilling our cravings. We crave for love, we crave for beauty, we crave for warmth and security, and that we seek in some person who himself is craving, you know, the same stuff. And well, anyway, it's all right as arrangement is beautiful, but ultimately we discover that that is not to be acquired from any mundane thing. And so only when we see that which is really beautiful or that which gives beauty to anything. Well, everything is beautiful in that way, of course. But what makes something beautiful is this thing. What is it makes a given thing charming? That alone is Brahman. And so the charm or beauty or happiness or whatever you want to call it, yet Brahma Drishtva Punaha Anyad Drishyam Nasti Tatreva Purusharthasya Siddhatva Well, everywhere, Purushartha means what you are seeking. You find there is Siddham that gets accomplished when you see Brahman, when you know Brahman as a very self. <coughs> so, these different expressions are used, Drishtva, because we want to see something always, Jnatva, because we are trying to know something, and Yallabhad, because we are trying to achieve something or gain something, Yet Sukhad, because all the time we are in search of happiness. So fundamental energies of the human heart are all being described here, are all being referred to by saying that all those energies find their total fulfillment when Brahman is known or when the self is discovered to be Brahman. That's another thing. Yet Bhutva, having become which? There is no further becoming, because I always want to become something. I want to become great. I want to become whatever I want to become. Strong, great, beautiful, charming, acceptable, you know, and so on and so forth. Always a human being wants to become something. Because he doesn't accept himself or herself as he or she is, and wants to be acceptable. That's all I want to become, acceptable. Except that my concept of acceptability is in terms of some beauty, is in terms of some strength, is in terms of some achievement, is in terms of some power, recognition or whatever. All I want all along is, I want to be acceptable. I think that I will become acceptable if I become powerful or famous or strong or known or recognized or accomplished or beautiful or whatever. It's my own need to accept myself which drives me to become acceptable by others. But anyway, so therefore, there is always bhavanam, this is a life of becoming, where there is a constant effort to, to always construct things around myself, a constant effort always to bring about a change within myself, so that I become something 
I become an acceptable being. So yet bhūtva na punar Even that urge of becoming something also will be totally fulfilled when I become Brahman, which I don't have to become. Because there cannot be becoming limitless, but when I discover that I am limitless, or I already am what I am trying to become, yet bhūtva na punar Of course, punar can also mean punar janma, so yad gatva na nivartante tad dhama paramam mama, as Lord Krishna says, yad gatva, having reached where, na nivartante, one does not return, meaning, having become which, then there is no further becoming, there is no punar janma, no further birth, because the next birth is, because my quest of becoming is not yet complete. I have become a lot of things in this life, all right. I have accomplished lots of things in this life, all right, but still my quest of accomplishment of becoming is not fulfilled, and therefore I continue my quest in another birth. Punar bhavaha nasti, punar janma nasti. There is no becoming, or there is no another birth having become which. Yad jnatva na param jnayam. Yad surupam jnatva anyad jnayam nasti. Well, that already was yad jnanat na param jnanam, or yad jnatva na param jnayam. Having known which, there is nothing more remains to be known. Or, there is no Gnayam. In fact, Gnayam is Gnana Yogyam. Gnayam is that which is to be known. It's called Gnayam. So, Gnata is a knower. Gnayam is that which is to be known, or that which is known. And Gnanam is knowledge. So, what is the real Gnayam? Gnayam yattat pravakshyami yajnyatva mrutamashnade anadimat parambrahma Nasatan nasa duchyade. Lord Krishna says in the thirteenth chapter, Gnayam yat pravakshami. Here, Arjuna, I am not going to, now going to tell you about that Gnayam. That Gnayam, Brahman is Gnayam, that which is to be known. Yajnatva amrita masnude. Knowing which, one becomes immortal or one gains immortality. Anadimat, it is beginningless. Param Brahma is Brahman which is param or limitless. Nasatan nasadutyade. It cannot be called sat, nor can it be called asat. And this Lord makes this preface, you know, and then describes what is the gnayam. Sarvata pani padantat, sarvatokshi shiromukham, sarvata sruti maloke, sarvamavritya tishthade. Having hands and legs everywhere, having eyes everywhere, having ears everywhere, you know, one who pervades everything and remains. And so this is Gnayam. Brahman is presented as Gnayam. And that is what everyone is seeking to know. Even every scientist when is seeking. Every, everybody who is seeking. And everybody, everyone is a seeker in the life. Even what we call a man or the world is also a seeker. Also a seeker of happiness. And every day is seeking through objects. Even the alcohol or drugs or what is a seeker. He is seeking something. What? Seeking happiness. Scientist is a seeker. He is seeking through his whatever, the field of, uh, field of inquiry is. An economist or a politician, anybody and everybody is a seeker in their own way. All of them are seeking, all of them are seeking to know something. What is that gnayam? All of them are seeking for one thing alone. Except their, their own concept of what they are seeking being different, they find themselves seeking different things in different directions, but ultimately what everyone is seeking is one thing alone. That's why he said, yajnatva na param gnayam or na param gnayam. So there is no gnayam. Everyone is, there is only one gnayam. Even a biologist or a physicist or a chemist or economist or a historian or whoever is, all of them are seeking one thing alone and that is Brahman. They think that Brahman is that which can be found in history. So you study history and find some, try to find some pattern there which can explain everything. A statistician also is trying to find pattern out of all this chaos, some kind of a pattern he is trying to find. A scientist also observes different phenomena, he is trying to find a, a pattern there. And so we do observe the diversity, but then still the mind feels that there is something which, can, which informs everything. And so we are always in search of seeking some pattern, some law, something fundamental, and something simple and beautiful which can explain everything. Well, that's what this is. Everybody is in search of something simple and beautiful. And that's what Brahman is. So, yajnatva na param Well, everywhere, 
whoever is searching in the life, that gnayam or what is to be known is only one thing alone. But then people seem to be exploring different, different uh, fields because their concept of what they want to know is different. But that quest of knowing will be only satisfied when they come to know this. Or ultimately everything leads to this also. If anyone is really sincere and if one, if one has an open mind, one mind is not closed, uh, although scientists call themselves people who are open-minded, but there is no open mind because there is already mind is closed that what I am searching for is there, is other than me, out there, so mind is already closed because he already excluded himself. So when there is no such exclusion, then that man will be ready to expose himself to some kind of teaching of Upanishads or whatever. And then he will recognize that what he is seeking is not out there. Ultimately everything dissolves back into the self only. So yet Seeing which, there is nothing more to be seen or nothing else to be seen. Becoming which, there is nothing more to become or nothing else to become. Having known which, there is nothing more to be known or there is nothing else to be known. May you know that to be Brahman. Anyat Sarvam Vrutha Panditya This Tikakara quietly adds one. Anyat Sarvam Vrutha Panditya All forms of knowledge that you are, I mean, you know, searching for in the life, all kinds of things you want to know, biology, chemistry, physics, or whatever, psychology, or anything and everything, Vrutha Panditya is all Vrutha Panditya. It doesn't do anything, any good to you. But then, this is a real Panditya, knowing. That's why Lord Krishna calls him Pandita. So, Gatasun, Agatasun, Se, Nanu Shochanti Panditaha. That's real Panditya. The real scholarship or the real wisdom, which makes you free from shok or the grief. Gatasun, Agatasun. Grief pertaining to those which have gone by or gone away, which are dead and those which are alive, and that includes everything. The idea of dead and alive is to include every, the whole creation. Not death and being alive, but death means dead, gatasun, those which are dead, who are dead, and those who are not yet dead, and who will be dead someday. And so, that, with, with reference to them. So there is nothing else left. Or somebody also said that dead means inert, and not dead means sentient. All right. So neither inert nor sentient, anything can become a cause for grief, that's a real wisdom. And so, tamahuhu panditam buddhaha, jnana agnidagdha karmanam, tamahuhu panditam buddhaha. This wise man is called pandita by other wise people. So knowing Brahman is the real panditam. Anyat saram vrtha panditam eva. Knowing all this, other, there is no end to the forms of knowledge that you can have. You can have it as a pastime after you are through with this fundamental thing, then it's okay. But then you keep on exploring other forms of knowledge, it is endless. And it's all going to be Vrsabika Shabda Jalam Maharanyam, as Shankarajara himself says. Shabda Jalam Maharanyam Chitta Brahmana Karanam. This Shabda Jalam, this all this, 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 the net of words is Maharanyam, is great forest. Chitta Brahmana Karanam. Just as you go into a forest and get lost all over, and so also you get, get into the forest of all these different forms of knowledge and you get lost in them. You can study etymology, you can study the spirits, you can study ghosts, you can study anything, colors and so on, endless. Which is fine if you have nothing else to do, but as long as this is waiting, I do not see how anybody can ever apply his mind, his or her mind to anything other than this, because Vrsa Panditam. All the rest of the knowledge is at the moment, some kind of a relaxation if you want. But it is just Vrutha. And this knowledge is the real Panditya or real wisdom. So it is said, so other than which wisdom, there is no wisdom at all. <coughs> okay. Om Puranamadav Puranamidam Puranat Puranamudachyade Puranasya Puranamadaya Puranameva Vashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam 
केशवं बादरायणं सूत्रभाष्यकृतौ वंदे भगवंतौ पुनः पुनः ईश्वरो गुरुरात्मेति मूर्तिभेद विभागिने व्योमवद्व्याप्तदेहाय दक्षिणामूर्त नमः शांतिशाशा हरि ओ श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओ